You are listening to the Small Liquor Hunting Podcast, the hunting podcast that is free of advertisements, bought and paid for opinions, and minutes and minutes of sponsorships. If that's what you want, there's a plethora of other podcasts out there. Here, we're going to talk openly, we're going to talk honestly, and we're going to live in the real world, free of sponsorships and paid for advertisements and opinions that are governed and dictated by them. That sounds interesting. Stay tuned for this episode of the Smalley Grounding Podcast. Hey guys. Welcome to this episode of the Small Liquor Hunting Podcast. This one's going to be a little different. Um, I actually have two other podcasts recorded, but Father's Day came. And my little man got me a gift today that kind of hit a a string deep inside of me. And I was like, you know what? There's a lot of parallels that we can draw from fatherhood and Father's Day and just the topic of of being a father, being a dad, that, believe it or not, ties directly into hunting, being a land manager or steward of your hunting grounds. And I promise you, for those of you that have already checked out, if you're not a dad or you have no interest in being a dad, I guarantee you, though, the connections I make and the way we take it and I pull you down this path, it's something that you can learn from. And it's something that will make you a better land steward, will make you a better hunter in the end of things. You know, there's a lot of different ways and truths and just raw, honest advice that I give guys every single year. And this is just another way to try to point you in those same general directions because I think a lot of times people make it so incredibly difficult because they want it to appear incredibly difficult. A lot like fatherhood. Fatherhood can be a very daunting and scary thing. Even those of us that entered it, excited. It still is something that there are moments of just sheer terror grips you that you don't understand what to do or how you are now in charge of keeping this life alive and and leading it in a good direction in life to create a good human being. Um, it's just crazy. So, you know, I'm, I'm actually drinking some, I think today's Makers 101, not usually a big Makers guy, but, uh, quick toast to every single father out there that's listening to this. Um, I challenge you, I challenge you listening to this podcast right now that if you are not the father that you can look yourself in the mirror and be proud of at the end of the day, let's strive to be that tomorrow today is over tomorrow we have our kids have us until we draw our last may you and i and every man and father listening or father figure listening even if you're not the birth father be the man that god has called you to be in the lives of our children and those who look up to us here's to you So it might be crazy to start making this connection, but just bear with me a little bit. You know, no one has a firsthand experience with fatherhood 
until it happens. But we all have various influences prior which formulate our approach to fatherhood. Good, bad, absentee, hobby-minded oriented father, just there to be the fun dad, to be the friend, not the father. We have all these things because we've never done it before, but we've seen it. We've been influenced by those that we saw and perhaps our own fathers if we were blessed to have one. That was in our life. Owning land um, is very much the same way. You don't know where to start until you have the opportunity to do it. Maybe owning, maybe leasing, um, maybe family inherited land, whatever it might be. I think back to me and Pops on the homestead. We had no firsthand experience with trying to make a property better for deer hunting. None. We didn't have good. We didn't have bad. We, we were fatherless in this line of thinking. And there's a lot of people that fall into that category. Where you don't know what direction to go. You don't know where to, 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 to find the answers. And, and to those of you that are in those shoes, be thankful. There are a lot of resources out there. A lot of resources out there. But you also have to be careful because there are a lot of resources out there. There are a lot of self-proclaimed experts that will claim to have all the answers, to claim to know everything. And that's one of the things that I always give people as a little bit of a warning. If, if you meet somebody or you listen to somebody that they pretend to claim that they have every single answer that you could ever possibly imagine, take them at surface value and move on. Those new fathers out there, if you ever find a man who he claims that he has all the answers on how to be an amazing father, he and he alone, thank him and move on. There are so many great resources out there. I've listed them before. I'll rattle off some now. You know, find the guys quote-unquote, in the industry, but even those who are in it reluctantly. Not because they're attracted to it, not because they want to be in it, but because they love to help people. They love to see the success of clients. Um, they have a heart of servitude to, to people in general, um, and they just seem genuine. Some very local guys to just my very immediate Midwest area, Jim Ward, Jake Ellinger, um, Don Higgins, Wes Delks. Uh, you know, those are kind of four quick guys that come to my mind. Jim Brocker's resource-oriented stuff. I don't know if he does consults, but, you know, those are guys to really listen to and maybe seek their advice in, develop, in developing a plan. But just like fatherhood, there's a lot of resources out there not from those who maybe can coach you through it, but those who have studied it, those who live in it. Deer biologists would be the equivalent to those of us trying to understand our our lands, our habitats, what the deer need, um, 
you know, these are, and when we're in fatherhood, these are the doctors, the pastors, the, the, the theologians that have written books, those who have studied fatherhood for years and, and, and things of that nature. Um, God, to put it very simply to you. And we'll circle back to that one at the end. But, you know, there, there's all these wildlife biologists out there that I think so many people, so many deer hunters, don't want to actually give them the time of day when they are arguably one of the greatest resources you could have. You know, I to give you an equivalent of this is I have so many God-fearing, God-pursuing fathers in my church and on my softball team and some of the other things that I've connected with fathers over the years. I have such a great fatherhood pool of men that I can draw inspiration from. I can go to, I can watch and learn from them on how to be an amazing father, how to be a godly father. These wildlife biologist guys, they know far more than any of the consultants out there with channels or podcasts. They just do. Now, they know the clinical way of approaching things. They may not know the real world application of it. So you have to be able to bridge that. But you can't, in my opinion, if you want to be a great steward, if you want to have the best property, you've got to learn both both sides of the, of the coin, if you will. You've got to study it and be able to real world apply it. You got to be a student and then and one who applies it. The teacher. You learn, then you teach. Or you learn and then you implement the tactics, the plans. It's very similar. You know, I don't have all the answers on how to be a father. Thankfully, I have numerous people that I can go to. And I have the best resource, which is God, to go to. Because really, in, you know, in all else fails, I, I, I shared it shared it on my social media today. My son got me something that it's a poem about footprints and how he's following mine. And, you know, Dad, please slow down because I'm following you. You know, here, little man, follow me as I follow God. That's all I can do that's worth following. You know, and when it comes to hunting, I think you can hear it in the people out there that are in the industry, you can hear their genuine desire to see you be successful. Not to see their product be successful. Not to sell more product to you. Not to get you to be a billboard for them. Not to lord their successes over you. Not for self-motivated reasons. But genuinely, they love hunting. They love helping people. And you can sense that from people. I really, truly believe you can. And uh, hopefully it's something that, in a small way, I've been able to convey to people. And I hope and pray that every single person that comes to me for advice, that's ultimately what they feel for me. You know, I always tell people, I just want to push you and motivate you. It's not as hard as people make it out to be. It's not. You want to shoot big bucks? You can. Let them get old. Keep human intrusion away and hunt smart. I mean, that's really... Now, yeah, you have to be in an area that produces big bucks. But if that's your goal, 
pursue it. The journey to get there is going to be incredible. And you're going to learn more along the way than you ever thought you would by applying it. You know, a father has to be willing to admit when, they, when they're wrong. A landowner has to be willing to admit when the plan that they thought was right is not working and seek to change it. A land manager or a person whose goal is to maximize the hunting potential of their property to hunt the best bucks in their area has to be willing to pursue every avenue that makes that possible. That means they have to control and and think about their entrance and exits in a way they may never have done before. Because all they ever knew was get to the back of the property, hunt the best tree, quote unquote, irregardless of where it's at. That's what they, they learned. You know, they, they, they had 20 acres and there was an open area in the middle of the woods, in the middle of the property. So they slapped a food plot right down in there, even though they have no way to access it well. Is that the best plan? No, but that, that was what they, they were merely going off of the influences that, that had formulated their approach prior to their experience. So just like fatherhood, you have to be willing to learn as you go. And you grow in your approach as you go. You know, a lot of consultants out there like to say that the journey of designing a property, you know, that third year is kind of that big year where things start to click. And it's true, you know, and it might click earlier, you might get lucky earlier, you might hit, but you know, I bought my property in 2016. I became a father September 3rd of 2019. I feel like I've learned an incredible amount in both journeys and there's no way I'm done. There's no way I am the best father and there's no way I'm the best land manager and have the best property that I could on the property I have. There's just no way. So, you know, I guess in this short Father's Day episode, just know that it takes time. And don't feel bad for mistakes. Don't feel bad for for maybe not being where you wish you were, maybe not having a property that you wish you had at the moment. It's a journey. Work towards it. As Jake Ellinger said when he was on my podcast a while back, just go out and do. Do. Do something. Pursue something. Follow those who you're learning from. see what happens don't allow discouragement to get you down along the way because it is a it is a it is a hard path there are going to be some major ups and major downs you're talking or you're listening to a guy who has dealt with more failure on his property in hunts in goals and objectives then he's seen successes. And that might seem crazy because I've done very, very well 
very well. I am blessed beyond belief with some of the bucks that I've been able to harvest. But in all reality, I have had setback after setback after setback from trespassers to loggers delay to plot failures to stand locations not working, um, deer tendencies not being what I had thought and me having to reformulate and re replan the entire thing, in-season trespassing, um, dirt bike trespassing, which I know that sounds like just a repeat, but those frustrated me even more, it seemed like. Um, development around my property, uh, loss of other hunting property. Like, I've been there. It is very hard or very easy to let the hard times discourage you. But guys, I'm telling you, those brief moments of success, oh my gosh, they are glorious. They are incredible. You know, my son had just a very taxing day at church today. It was a very long service. We had um, one one lady was switching and becoming a missionary, so we were having a service for her, partly a lot of music and, you know, dedications for her ministry. And it was just long. And that's hard for a little guy, you know. That's hard. And he was very taxing, very just draining. Seemed like it would never end. You're going to have seasons like that. And then he looked up at me at the end of service, all excited, reached his hands up, wanted me to hold him, and he was smiling ear to ear. Man, those are those moments when we see success or somebody else sees success on our property. In my case, it'd be Pops. Or it's maybe it's not even a successful harvest. Maybe it's just seeing a buck on camera doing exactly what he should be doing in daytime in November on your property. Using a travel corridor that you maybe didn't design fully, but you bounced around and you did some hinging up and down and you made it more conducive for the use during the daytime travel corridors during the rut. And, oh my gosh, he's doing it. It works. Guys, it's magical. Those of you that are listening, you know exactly what I'm talking about. It's that first deer that you successfully harvest on ground that you can reach down and touch. Right, Craig? My buddy Craig, I'm going to have him on here someday. He knows what that feels like. It wasn't a trophy buck in most people's eyes, but it might be one of the biggest trophies he's ever harvested. And I won't spoil it anymore. I'll let him share the story. Or my buddy Matt Thilking, I don't know if I said the name right, and I know Matt's probably listening to him, we're going to have him on, changing and revamping his approach. Man, 2020 just was mind-blowing, the amount of buck activity that he had. Some dandy bucks, too. Some dandy bucks. Guys, it can be done. Don't let all the swirling of social media and society and things of that nature sway you down the wrong path of being a father. Don't let the deer industry do the same thing for you as a land manager, a land steward. Don't let it happen. It's very easy to not allow it to twist you and lead you down just the path of, I don't know, and maybe I'm overblowing this a little bit, and 
That's what I said, and too many people do. So I'll just keep it simple. Let your decisions be goal-oriented to what you want to accomplish. Digest and find every resource you possibly can, because nobody knows it all. And then tackle your property. It's that simple. It ain't rocket science. Set goals. Digest as much information as possible. And tackle it. And enjoy that journey, because I'm telling you, it is something incredible. That's all I got for today. Might not have seemed like a lot, but I guarantee you, if you do those things, what product you shoot, what product you buy, what ads you might hear, what the big guys, the big bucks, the big names, what they're saying and doing, which I'm going to break it to you, is influenced by a lot of things that don't matter to you. Don't let that twist you. Listen to the content they're giving, to the good stuff, and ignore all the rest. And enjoy that journey that you're on to your success. This is Ty. God bless and good luck out there.